Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 43, Ridding Toxicity. To learn more about us and the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. So today is about, you know, this episode's about uh, toxicity and how to really rid it from your life. Um, I think, you know, toxicity is one of those things that can show up in many forms and uh, really look different and, you know, affect people differently, kind of depending on how you kind of react to it and the things that you find toxic versus don't find toxic. Yeah. And I think, you know, what, what toxicity is, like you said, really looks different for everybody. And, um, you know, when we start talking about toxicity, I mean, there's probably a million different ways to define it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I know to me, toxicity is kind of just really anything that like is perpetually, um, affecting you in a negative manner. Um, or I guess something that just brings a constant hindrance or impedance in, I guess really reaching your true potential or your goals in life. Um, and I think some of it goes beyond that too, because I mean, it, a lot of this stuff is, is things that's really just constantly hindering your day to day too. Um, and so I think that, you know, I've personally experienced a lot of times in my life where toxicities kind of started to creep in and, um, I feel like I've been pretty good about identifying it and, and being able to figure out how to get rid of it for myself or change something in an appropriate manner to, to, you know, turn things a bit more positive, I guess. But, um, I think it's something that's really important to talk about because, um, I think everybody deals with it at some point and probably numerous times without your life. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I kind of look at the wellness journey and kind of where um, life's, you know, I kind of point my life and the goals I want to um, achieve. And really, to me, you know, toxicity is things that get in the way of that and things that kind of uh, have the potential to maybe change my focus or um, distract me. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, we hear toxicity and think it's just something horrible or bad or, or something that, you know, is easy to spot that's in your way. But I think a lot of times, um, you know, things can build in your life that are toxic that you wouldn't even realize without really taking the time to focus and see that, well, this is may not be a bad or toxic thing in itself, but, um, for me to get to where I'm going or, uh, accomplish the goals I want to go, this is not going to help me. Yeah. Well, so. and I think toxicity is like one of those sneaky things too, because, you know, I don't think that everything that is toxic for us immediately shows up in that manner. You know, I mm-hmm. think it's something that develops over time and, um, you know, it's, it's something that 
the kind of really just kind of creeps in and may not have been toxic initially. And it might have just been an occurrence or an event or, or, you know, a feeling or whatever, um, that was just that at that time. But then over the course of time, it kind of starts to build and grow to the point where it has become toxic. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's something that's really important to, to recognize and, and kind of discuss because, um, you know, I think it's one of those things that can get away from us just much like anxiety or depression or anything like that, you know, where it, it might not just be obvious from the get go. Yeah. I kind of, when you were talking about it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, I have an old friend that, um, often says, you know, anything in excess can be bad. Um, and when you were talking about, you know, how things grow and kind of become bigger or, um, more of a distraction or more of an impact in a negative way, uh, just made me think of that. I think it's a good, maybe a good way to look at it and think, you know, as things do grow, if I don't kind of catch them in the beginning or take care of them, they can become toxic. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that that's, that's part of the, the deal with toxicity is that it's, it's, to me, it's, it's kind of that repeated nature of something that something that just keeps resurfacing or representing itself to you time and time again, to the point where it is definitely affecting your life in a negative manner. And, and, you know, um, it, it, I think it really kind of comes down to the frequency and manner in which something and how something is affecting you. Yeah. I think it's, it's very interesting too on, you know, just pointing it, how it affects you, how, you know, toxic things may affect different people from in different ways. Um, you know, I mean, it, there's tons of effects that can happen between lack of sleep or, um, irritability. Um, you know, some people might manifest it more physically. Other people might, it might be more of a physical thing. Um, but it's kind of, int- I think it's interesting how different people react different ways. Yeah. I, I mean, it's so true though. I mean, people, people really do. And I mean, it's kind of across the board with stuff, but toxicity is one of those things that, I think, you know, not only does it affect us all differently, but some people really don't ever, I think, notice it, you know, they just maybe start realizing that, you know, you feel some sort of way, but you know, it, <laughs> I don't I think, think it's, it's finding like that little kind of like building a connection between the two. Cause a lot of times, um, I've seen like a lot of the things that manifest or, or kind of how you feel, I think when you're in a toxic situation can manifest as other things like sickness or, um, you know, maybe I'm not eating well, or maybe, you know, a lot. And I think a lot of times in wellness overall, things that are, um, a hindrance or, um, a problem can manifest themselves in so many different ways that it's hard to kind of, uh, you know, pick through it to find out what is causing this. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it, it, you, you bring up a great point, right? It's like, uh, say for example, all of, all of a sudden you start getting headaches every day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if that's something that's really out of the norm for you, you're probably going to sit down and start trying to figure out or pinpoint why all of a sudden am I getting headaches? Is it because my vision's gone bad and I need to go to the eye doctor and get, you know, a new contact or glasses prescription or, you know, is it 
something else? Is it a, another medical issue or is it stress or something in my diet? Right. I mean, there's so many things. And I think that toxicity is just one of those things that it could possibly be. And, and that's where the ability to identify it becomes so important and to really, you know, just like with anything, we have to kind of really do some, not so much soul searching, but just really kind of sit down and be able to pick apart, you know, what it is that we're feeling, why it might be occurring. And, and this is just one of those things I think to kind of keep on the forefront that, you know, a checkbox really, is this something that might be going on? Yeah. I think it's keeping your, you know, keeping that like maybe touch and feel with yourself on, um, you know, what, what you are doing and what, I think one of the things that helps me is like when I do get in a situation, you know, there's kind of like a norm that I'm at and I know either I'm eating right or I'm exercising right or I'm um, doing all the things I need to do that I know keep me in my kind of center point of where I need to be. Yeah. Um, so if you can keep, you know, focused on that, I think it's easier to pick up when things change because you already know, well, I'm, you know, you have, like you said, your checklist, I'm eating right, I'm working out, I'm sleeping like I should, I, you know, getting enough water, that kind of stuff. And then it's easy to go, what's changed? It's that. Yep. And I think that, and that's the, the, I think the sneaky or creepy part of, you know, toxicity too, is that it, it, it does, it presents itself in so many ways. And I think that a lot of them might be a lot more obvious than others, you know? And, and I think that, you know, throughout this episode, Josh and I'll talk about, um, some deeper, you know, things within toxicity, how it can look, but, you know, just a, a basic, basic kind of example, I guess, of toxicity, you know, is, and, and when toxicity's becoming more noticeable, I guess, if you will, um, or not, but say, for example, you've got a friend that puts you in a singular bad situation one time, right? You know, it may not likely be necessarily toxic, right? It was a one-time situation and, you know, who knows if, you know, what, what the future is going to hold with that. Right. Mm -hmm. But say that that friend, you know, after getting to know them for a while starts putting you in numerous frequent bad situations. I mean, it's, it's very likely that that is growing to be maybe a toxic friendship or relationship with that person. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of a, a simple example of it, but you know, just because one bad thing happens doesn't necessarily make it toxic. Mm -hmm. It's, I think that repeated nature of it and then how that, that starts to grow and affect you over the course of time. And I think too, you, you made me think of, uh, you know, the old quote, I don't know who said it, but it's, you know, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it kind of leads me into my example I had of kind of a situation where I was, you know, I was working in uh, as a first responder and just that industry by nature can be negative um, <clears throat> due to the interactions you have and the, the kind of way the day works. And, um, you know, I had a, a partner I worked with all the time and we uh, got in this habit where we would go start the day, get everything loaded up, getting ready to go. And we got in this groove of kind of just being negative and not particularly on purpose, 
but just kind of like this griping um, conversation. It, it typically happened in the morning. We were starting out, and you know, it went on for a few weeks, and I started thinking and looking back at like the by the end of the day compared to like if we didn't have those conversations in the beginning and they were just, you know, more joking around, but in a way like complaining about where we worked or some of the new changes or stuff like that. And as I was looking back, I could tell, you know, if I didn't have that conversation, it seems like I ended my day better. Um, <clears throat> and as we continue to have them, it was kind of like in the morning, I kind of was like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to start. I don't want to, do the same thing over and over again. And, um, you know, my approach was, well, let's, I should probably have a conversation with my buddy and say, Hey, this is kind of how it's affecting me. Is it, is it affecting you the same? What do you think? Um, and I did, I, I told him one day, I just said, Hey, I think we should change our perspective and see how it changes our weeks. Cause I'm noticing that like mine, it's bringing me down and things are kind of mentally, attaching to me more than they probably would if I was in a positive mindset. So, um, he was receptive and we changed it and it was great. I mean, we would, when I, when I was able to have the conversation with him, he got on board and really kind of reprogrammed ourselves on the day. We would joke in the morning and, and still have fun. It just wasn't focused on the negative stuff that turned into longer conversations about negative stuff. It was more positive stuff and finding, you know, the positives in every situation interaction we had. And, um, it totally turned it around. It was amazing. And, you know, I think that's a good example of a situation that was leaning probably towards the toxic side because it was making me not want to go in and um, kind of dread the longer days and being able to kind of reprogram it in my mind and have my buddy be on board to changing his perspective as well made it 10. I mean, it was a total 360. I mean, it was a great, the days were great. We had fun together and it was just that simple thing of realizing Essentially, I was causing the toxic situation for myself just by starting out those negative conversations and um, kind of letting my brain go that way instead of, you know, controlling the mind and really um, pointing the mind where I wanted to go. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's huge on like that, the emotional intelligence side of stuff, you know, is to to be able to recognize that. And I think it's important to like point out too, like, you know, because when we start talking about toxicity, toxicity, a lot of times we start looking at, at, you know, our job or our employer, um, friendships, relationships, romantic or otherwise, we start looking at, you know, um, events that occur. And this is like a great example though, of how sometimes we might be really just ourselves engaging in a behavior that's not healthy for us. And it, it does, it becomes toxic and, you know, like, look, at that, right? Like you're normally a super happy, positive, easy to get along with person. You're, you're always one of those people that I always look forward to, you know, seeing because you're always in a good mood. You've always got fun stuff to talk about and say. And usually if we are kind of, you know, talking about the bad stuff, it doesn't like really lead us down. But yeah. if you get in that, that environment, you know, where it is, like we're just talking about, negative stuff every day and you're kind of starting the, the day that way it does it kind of sets a precedence for how that day might look mm -hmm. you know and i've i've experienced stuff kind of similar to that you know like i would get to work and you know i'd go see all my coworkers, and a lot of times it was like 
everybody's kind of salty and, you know, they just heard some new news or a change or something that's, you know, annoying or whatever. And everybody just kind of starts griping about it, griping about it, griping about it. And then before you know it, you're kind of stuck in that thought process. And, and it does, it sets the precedence for the whole day. And those days usually don't go as good as, you know, when you try and remain in a positive state. Yeah. I think, I think of like toxicity and negativity kind of like this gas, right? And when you let it out of the bottle, it really seeps out and goes to anything that'll attract it. And I think a lot of times um, by opening that door and kind of setting your mind up or priming your mind to be negative or allowing it to be negative can just let it grow and grow and grow. And I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of times where if we get in situations that we're not happy at work or with relationships and stuff, I think our first instinct is to look at other people. And it's hard to yeah. to kind of get yourself to look back at yourself and say, what am I doing wrong? And I don't think that it's any means, you know, malicious or that we think we're perfect or anything like that. I think it's just nature. We just assume that, well, it's got to be something out there, not me. Right. But if you can take that time to look back and be like, well, what am I doing to better the situation? Or what am I doing to hinder the situation? And be honest with yourself. I think it can open up a lot of um, really education to the situation and, and help you kind of fine tune some of those things and see, you know, maybe I could do a couple things better or maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's so huge though, because I mean, like when we start talking about toxicity, one of the hardest things is that ability to like decipher, delineate between what, what is toxic for me or not, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, like we, with the friend example, right? You got a friend that puts you in a bad situation one time. Well, is that really toxic? Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's up to you to decide how that affects you. And if, you know, cause maybe one time you're able to identify from something that maybe you've experienced something like that before or a person like that. And you know, that they're not, that they're not going to be good for you yeah. and how you are in life, you know, because I, I've definitely become better at like, I guess, identifying those toxic things earlier on. Um, I can't say I'm always great about recognizing them that very moment that it first occurs. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I think it really just depends on what it is because toxicity can appear in so many different ways. But I think that, you know, being able to decipher that and figure out what's toxic or not, and not only identifying it, but acknowledging it and, and really looking at it and then kind of almost like creating maybe like a game plan for yourself. Like, what do I do when these moments arise? Because, you know, I think that's another thing that people struggle with, right? Is, okay, we've maybe identified something's toxic. Um, mm -hmm. and now what do we do with it? Right? Like, you know, if it's another person, like in this case that, that you're talking about you and your, your former partner, right. And how this behavior that you were doing was setting yourself up for a bad day had nothing to do with, um, you know, you or the other person being a, a bad person or anything like that. You were just kind of letting some of these negative feelings get the best of you. Yeah. And, and it kind of feeded like fed each other basically. And then we'd build right. off each other. And I think, you know, talking about 
when people do realize things are toxic and I think one of the biggest problems is like fear, the fear of what it's going to take to maybe change it. Um, the unknown of if I change it, especially when you're talking about maybe a relationship or, um, a job, uh, those kinds of things. I mean, you might, you might be the person that is, can't stand their job at all, but there's a lot of other variables that go into the job, your schedules, if you have families, if you have the money you make, um, you know, there's, there's tons of things you have to think about just to, once you can even get to the point of where, okay, I know this is not for me, but how do I even get to where I'm in a better situation than I can be free of this, but still be secure in what I'm doing? And, you know, I think those are kind of, you know, open and, and very honest conversations you have to have with yourself and those in your circle to kind of find a way to make that work. Um, but I think that's a, when I think about like what gets people held up, cause I've been there too in jobs and other things in my life that I've stayed longer than I probably should have. Um, yeah. but it's being able to kind of build that emotional intelligence so you can almost look through that cloud of, of, uh, toxicity because it almost, you know, bears in on you and it's hard to see. I would say like the, you know, the, like fog, right? You can't see the lighthouse through the fog. So finding those little beacons um, and a way to sift through it so you can get to where you need to go. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's just it. And, and you know, we, we talk about, you know, quote unquote, ridding toxicity, right? And I think that, that one of the really important things to note is that ridding toxicity isn't always about removing a person, a thing, a job, out of your life necessarily. Sometimes it may be that, mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's just like your analogy, Josh, right? Like with you and your partner is, is we didn't need to get rid of the job. We didn't need to get rid of the partner. We didn't need to get rid of ourselves because you were doing it to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. all you had to do was have a simple discussion about how you were feeling with your partner you change both, approach. yeah, you both identified what it was and then you changed some stuff and mm -hmm. kind of really just set boundaries. And I think a lot of times that's really when you start talking about toxic stuff before you even look at, you know, necessarily removing toxicity altogether or the thing causing it. I mean, you might want to look at, are there boundaries that could be put in place? and still allow that person, place, or thing to be part of your life, but, you know, maybe alter how you're conducting, you know, yeah. your interaction with that person, place, or thing, if that makes, like... Yeah, and I think, you know, having clear that... clear as mud, but... <laughs> yeah, I think having that ability to have those conversations and, and you know, be open with people is, is important. And I think, you know, me and Logan kind of talked about this as we were writing this episode and, and I kind of take a little bit different approach at him. I, I, I think I, I, I don't like confrontation. I don't, you know, seek out confrontation, but at the same time, I'm the kind of person that if something's bothering me or um, something's on my mind or my heart, I have to say it. And, and that is without consequence. I mean, it just has to be said. And, and it's because I've learned from myself that, if I hold stuff in, then I, I kind of start to reach a boiling point and it's going to come out either way. So if I can get ahead of it and have the conversation ahead of time when I can control the emotions and, and uh, the way it's presented, it helps me 
make sure that I do it in the right way instead of waiting until I explode and then never goes good when you explode. So I think, um, you know, finding the ability to have conversations with people when, when things aren't going the way you need to and being honest with them. And, and, you know, my view is if someone has a problem with it, then they're not really someone I need to be around. That's a very hard line that I have. And I think, um, you know, for some people that's difficult. Um, and I don't know, you know, I don't know why that is, but, um, I just, it's very black and white for me. And if, if it needs to be said, it needs to be said. And hopefully they take it the way I want. You know, I don't want to lose relationships or friends or things like that, but, um, at least helps me keep true to myself. So I think, you know, if you can build some, some form of ability, if you have, if that is an area that, pe- that you struggle in to, to be able to have conversations, I think it'll go a long way in um, not only fostering those relationships, but um, just being able to kind of work through some situations that come up without having to either stay in it and not be happy or um, lose them. Yeah. Well, and you're exactly right though. And, you know, I think a lot of what you just talked about, right. It comes down to that fear component. And I know like I personally struggle with that a lot throughout, you know, some of these things I've identified. Cause some stuff I, I am, I'm very black and white and I'm like, no, this is bad for me. Right. Um, and it's unacceptable. And I, you know, make sure that I kind of nip it in the bud right away. But other times, and especially when it comes down to people that I've created a good solid friendship with or a relationship, it does become much more difficult on my end from the fear perspective. Um, because I think a lot of times we start looking too much in, well, how are they going to take this? How are they going to react? What are are they going to think the same way or feel the same way? And, and then, you know, if you're anything like me and I really start to overthink stuff and then I will almost talk myself out of, you know, I guess really just diving in and taking care of it this moment. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll put things off. Well, maybe I'll wait until a better time or I'll find the right time to say something. Well, you know, maybe that right time does come along, but I think a lot of times there really, you know, there isn't necessarily an optimal time to bring that stuff up. Yeah. And it's funny because I realize these things, but I don't always do them. And you know, it, it is when you start talking about, adding another person in this mix and that between the two of you, there might be something toxic going on, you know, it's very difficult. And, you know, for me, I actually just recently went through a huge, huge ordeal, um, where (laughs) it's probably one of the, the biggest decisions I kind of ever had to really make. But, um, I was working in, uh, first responding as well. And, um, I loved my job. Um, and I knew that getting into that line of work, there was going to be a lot of stressors, a lot of things that would come with being in a role like that, that were going to affect me differently and, and somewhat majorly in a negative manner at times. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me, it was one of those things that was kind of a sacrifice worth making. And as I moved through my career, I found kind of really where, I felt at home, um, within a specialized unit in my job and I absolutely loved it. And 
over the course of time, things started to change and, and, you know, the, I think things started to change in a way where they no longer really aligned with my passions, um, for why I had wanted to be in that specialty unit. And, and it really started to affect me. And I think I started in my head questioning like, well, how different ways this could play out, how things might change, you know, and I kind of started to get to the point where I was trying to advocate for what our vision used to be and why we existed. And, and it was not taken well. Um, and my speaking out kind of, um, I guess burned a bridge really. Um, and, and from the time that bridge was burned though, things really started to get worse. And I, I had actually contemplated like, you know, maybe it's time to start looking for something different. And I, I was like, no, 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 this is what I, you know, I worked so hard to get here. This is exactly what I want. There's no other options or, you know, what have you, like, this is, this is what I was set out to do. And, um, I ended up having just some of the worst sleeping issues I've had in a long time. I've never had the best sleep, <laughs> um, I guess over the course of my life, but I've always had some weird sleeping issues from time to time, but this really set it down a kind of a dark hole, I guess. And, um, and, and spurred up some major sleeping issues that were just not great. And then I started having stomach issues and I could tell that my stress was just so heightened from a normal state of stress that this job would typically deliver to me. And, you know, I, I could tell that I wasn't that happy go lucky Logan that I normally am. Um, it really started to affect my mood a lot. Um, and I, I would easily say, I think it set in a lot of depression, um, amongst other stuff. And it, it just, it got to the point where I was like, holy cow, this, this has become toxic for me. And I realized that it, it is time to step away. And, and I had to make one of the biggest, most difficult decisions of my life, which was to step away from first responding. And I recently just went back to being fully self-employed and so far it's been a great move. It's got a whole different stress of its own, but you know, it's funny because after I identified that all of these sleeping problems, cause mind you, part of the stuff that I left out was the process of trying to fix all of these sleeping issues. I went through everything. I was like, well, I need to work out more. I need to eat better. I need to do all this stuff. And all those were great things to, you know, make sure that I'm staying on top of. But the, the core issue of, of it was the toxicity that existed in my life. And mm -hmm and how it was affecting me. And it was that that was causing my sleeping issues and not all of the other things that it could have been. Yeah. Um, and same with my stomach issues. And since I've stepped away, a lot of those things have really started to kind of correct themselves. Yeah. It's amazing what, um, you know, what can happen when you, when you do figure it out, but you know, also looking at your story and thinking of, you know, how long you went on working through that and deciding it and, I think it's a good example of, you know, if you get into a toxic situation or um, something negative that's that's really grinding on you or kind of in your way, 
it's not necessarily going to be a quick fix um, that you're easily going to be able to get out of. I think that, you know, you could, you probably could make a quick decision and get out, but taking the time to make sure you do, I think, analyze the situation and kind of really read the situation to see what what it is that's causing this problem um, can get you to a better situation in the long run. So Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's why it's so important to kind of pay attention because, you know, sometimes – you know, like we've kind of run a span of it, but like sometimes we're causing the issue. Sometimes somebody else is, sometimes it's your job or your relationship. And, and I think that like figuring out how, how we're going to deal with this stuff is, Mm -hmm. is really important. So not only being able to identify it, but then how you're going to kind of tackle it and, and really spin things to be positive. Cause I mean, a lot of this stuff when, when, when we talk about toxicity is, is, you kind of have this one life to live and, and it, it's important to, I think, keep anything that is toxic to you out of your life, you know, and, or as minimal as possible because, you know, it, it, it's your one life to enjoy and, and to experience and, and toxicity can really hinder how your life moves forward in, in so many ways. And, and so, I think too with that one life, you know. Remember, you only have. I'm not trying to be morbid, but we don't know what time right. that life's over. So, um, you know, allowing those things to take any of that time is is would be a disappointment. I think. Yeah, I I completely agree. Well, I think it's time for the afterthought, and uh, this is where we leave you with uh, quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. So today we have a quote, um, and it's while you can't control someone's negative behavior. You can control how long you participate in it. And that was an anonymous quote. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes and you can drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.